Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode Bichara Supply Chain the Podcast. This is Nurhadi, your host. Today's topic is about inventory optimizations, and I'm glad to have a Nicholas Pandiput. He is a supply chain data scientist specialist in inventory optimizations and also demand forecasting. Nicholas is founder and consultant at Subchains based in Belgium. So thank you for joining us and welcome to the show, Nicholas. Thank you, Nadi. It's really a, a pleasure to discuss uh, this topic with you uh, today. Okay, cool. So, before we get in more details into this topic, which I believe this would be a very interesting topic for today, can you please brief a bit about yourself, your professional experience from practitioner to be a consultant and book writer specifically in SlideShare? Yeah, sure. So I started my career as a supply chain consultant. And um, step by step, I started to work more and more on uh, demand planning and inventory uh, question. Um, and then I realized somewhere in 2015-16 that most of the practitioner or consultants were using mostly rule of thumb. So basically, when facing uh, a demand planning question or an inventory uh, problem, they would just go on Wikipedia and uh, use the formula that they could find uh, on, on Wikipedia. As I realized that, uh, I decided to spend more and more time studying these models and studying the, let's say, best practices from the um, academic and theoretical world and see how I could apply that to, to the, the real business world. Um, and then in 2017, something changed. Um, I started to use machine learning, especially uh, for forecasting. So I call it machine learning. You can call it data science, artificial intelligence, whatever. But this really changed, uh, it really changed the game, right? So that's why in 2018, I decided to write uh, my first book, Data Science and Supply Chain Forecast, to, to share um, the new, I would say, the new best practices. Okay, awesome. So talking about the inventory, then... I remember that you have published a book called Data Science for Supply Chain Forecast back in 2018, right? So can you please tell us what are key messages from this book? So the, the, the initial idea from this book was really my, my personal journey as a, I would say, someone working on model for, for demand uh, forecasting. I realized in 2017 that machine learning, data science, is really a game changer and which really uh, give anyone the ability to create really extremely powerful and, and uh, accurate uh, forecasting models. But we, I, I faced an issue is that online or in books, you had really no resources to explain you how to use that. Um, so that's, what, that's, that's how I, I got the idea to write um, this book, Data Science for Supply Chain Forecast. And this book is really about how to use machine learning, how to use data science to create your own forecasting model. And uh, what I mean by that, it's not a theoretical book for academics or for students, no. It's a really 
practical book that will explain to practitioners, professional consultants, how to create themselves on their own computer and rather quickly, it can be done just in a few weeks, their own machine learning model to be used at work. And, and, and that's what's really my objective. The book is full of uh, what I call do-it-yourself uh, section to really show people, okay, you can do this yourself. You don't need to have a PhD in math. You can use machine learning. Uh, I knew that two years ago, and it's still the case today, data science, machine learning can sound like black magic to some people or to others it would just sound like a buzzword. So some people saying, okay, this will solve everything. That's not true. It will help you, but it will not solve everything. And some people think, okay, it's just a buzzword. In five years from now, no one will talk about this anymore. That's not the case neither. Uh, that's for sure that data science, machine learning will stay uh, within supply chain and will help us to go, I would say, to the next step. All right. So, Nicholas, uh, we, may, we may need to understand a fundamental of inventory. So, in your opinion, what is the inventory optimization talking about and why is this important for supply chain? Till the recent data, of course. Yeah. So, inventory optimization is a, it's a really a complex subject. Um, okay. I'm, I'm writing now a second book about it that's going to be published uh, really soon in, in March or April uh, 2020. So it's really just a, a few months from now. Um, the issue of inventory optimization is what I call in this book uh, confusion curses, uh, in the sense that the same concept, if I, for example, I, I, I talk about stock targets and you talk about stock targets as well, maybe by stock targets I have something in mind, but you have something totally different. And then we, we get into some kind of a confusion. Um, the word lead time as well can be confusing for you and me, even though we both talk about lead times, you might be thinking just about for example, you know, transportation time, and I might be thinking about something much broader than just that. And this creates a lot of confusion for inventory optimization. What I've seen also is that people that, that try to, 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 to make a model to assess how much uh, stock we need would mostly rely on formulas that you can find everywhere on the internet, but without the proper understanding on how this, I would say, formula fits the bigger picture. And then despite the fact that you use the right math, uh, you don't, let's say, you don't put this formula in its right uh, location and you end up not following the right policies. Um, as I am facing this, as I, and as I am facing more and more issues related to inventory optimization due to the fact that people get confused by, by terminology, the math and policy, I decided that it was time to write a book again for practitioners to show them, okay, this is how, again, yourself, you can optimize your own inventory policies. Um, now maybe to really go back to the question, okay, what is inventory optimization? Uh, I, I see most likely three main questions. I'm saying main, three main questions that you want to answer with this. If you have a good inventory policy, you need to first answer two questions. Um, how much you should order and when you should make an order. And when you make an inventory policy, and that's what I'm saying to students, uh, I've been teaching this at two universities since years now, you only need to answer two questions and everyone can answer or understand the answers. Uh, how much do you need to order? Is it 100? Is it 1000? And when do you need to make this order? Is it when you have less than five pieces or is it every Monday? These are the two basic questions. You can add a third one if you have a complex supply chain, which is um, where should you locate inventory in your supply chain? This question is much more complex, but that would only be beneficial for 
uh, I would say, international or big supply chains, right? Yeah. So, uh, in relation to the optimization itself, based on your experience, do you have any recommendations for the structure approach to set up an effective inventory planning to be more optimized? It's like what you mentioned before. Yeah, sure. So, I am, I am, my passion is the data science. So for any kind of inventory optimization project or a demand forecasting project, the first thing I would advise for anyone is to first work on the data and to get a clean, consistent data set, either for both for master data, but also for uh, historical sales or demand data. Uh, that's not the sexiest part of the project. Um, it's a bit boring, but you really need that. You need to have a proper data set so that afterwards, everything you do, you know it's based on something that is correct. If you don't take the time with data, basically you're creating a house of cards and it, it might just uh, crash at any point in time. So first thing, take the time to get the data, clean it, and be sure that it's consistent and you understand everything. That's also the longest part in a project, and that's what I've seen from many clients. So once you get this good data sets, you can start to work on a, on a model. So basically saying, okay, I have this demand, I have this kind of project, this time, uh, this type of, of lead time and so on. This is the inventory policy I'm going to create based on some uh, mathematical equation. So again, the inventory policy in the end, even though you might use complex thing, it just goes back to how much do you need to order and when do you need to make this order? So it's like simple question. You can have a lot of math, but simple question. So now you could think, okay, now that I have this model, I have the data, it, it solves the project's over. No, that's not true. You have a last step, which is change management. You then need to go to the demand planners, the inventory managers, and so on, to convince them to use this model and to start to discuss with them to see how you can refine your model further. And for me, as a consultant, this last step is extremely important, that you can go to um, business people to, 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 to local demand planners and so on and really see how they use the model because even though they don't get the, the full methods, they don't have the full data set, they still will see some flaws in your model and you need to discuss with them to improve your own model. So this last step is really important. And on top of that, I, I guess it's really natural and obvious for many, if you cannot convince people to use your model, you can have a really good thing, but no one is going to use it, so it's still a failure. So then this would be our last questions from today's episode. Do you see any benefit for having these optimizations? If you have any case study that you may be able to share with us. Yeah, sure. So inventory optimization, um, business case for inventory optimization has been uh, widely debated, uh, both among academics who came up with new models and each time try to apply these new models into industry, trying to prove their point that the model made sense, but it has been also documented by a lot of consultancy companies that want to prove that they do a proper project. Um, I have a full uh, section in my book covering uh, all these kind of, of mistake cases, but basically I could summarize it like that. If today you start with an inventory, I would say with a bad, let's say, let's say a bad inventory policy, so something really based on whole of terms where you just say, okay, I'm going to stick to four weeks of inventory or five weeks, and you go from this to, I am using a bit of math, not something really complex, but it's like consistent math with consistent data, you can expect to reduce inventory by 10 to 
while keeping service level constant. And going from this rule of thumbs to I'm um, keeping four or five weeks to I'm using a bit of math, it's already a lot of savings for most of us. Uh, so I would really advise any company to do that. Now you can go from this, I would say, second stage to a third stage, which is really I'm using, let's say, complex math, but also I'm optimizing inventory across my whole network. If I have multiple layers of invent of uh, warehouses, I'm gonna create an inventory policy that's consistent across the whole network. You can again win from 10 to 30% of inventory. I've seen extreme cases where you could go from the second to third stage even to uh, an inventory reduction of 40%. So it really means that by spending time to refine model, to understand the data, to understand the business, lead time and so on, you can drastically, and I really mean drastically reduce inventory level while keeping the same or even a better service level. So to the question, can we reduce inventory and improve service level at the same time? I would definitely say, yes, we can. Yeah, very interesting. So thanks, Nicolas. Thanks for the day. And look forward to speaking with you at another time. See you and goodbye. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.picharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.